What's up guys, Logan Boyce here, Director of Coaching with ERS. Welcome to another episode of the Team Building Podcast where we interview top team leaders, broker owners, and thought leaders from across North America. Uh, today, we're gonna be talking with my entire leadership team here in Montreal with Montreal's Elite Real Estate Group. Thanks for coming on, John and Alex. What's going on, guys? Hello, hello. So today we're talking about what the, the key takeaways have been from 2023. Uh, with regards to team leaders and what 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 kind of things we need to keep in mind moving forward into 2024. So what are your guys' initial thoughts on all that? My first thing has been accountability and how we really stepped up towards the last quarter of the year with that. <laughs> holding you accountable to putting that We're microphone closer. We're holding you closer. accountable to putting the mic closer <laughs> to your it face. It away from me. Yeah, that's my bad. <laughs> I, I, I didn't set her up well, to be honest. Um, yeah, accountability, obviously, super, super huge. The main difference for me was 2021, 2022, like people were making sales like it was nobody's business. It wasn't difficult, yeah. right? People were buying and selling uh, houses for fun. Mm. Whereas fast forward to 2023, interest rates have gone up. You're looking for somebody with a much higher motivation. It becomes more difficult. So now those same agents that were doing, you know, six to 10 deals a year pretty easily, mm -hmm you know, are now doing way less and you got to hold them to a much higher standard, which they're not used to being held to because you slacked during those years. And we, I'm first to admit that we slacked during those years because yep. it was gravy. Yeah. I think there was a huge, huge difference just in our own team when we kind of went back and realized, oh, shoot, we need the, the leadership meetings and the leadership accountability that we were kind of letting slip by the wayside Yeah, because it was, like you said, it was just too easy. So one of the things that obviously ERS uh, teaches so much is the importance of one-on-one -on -one accountability meetings, accountability meetings, <laughs> accountability meetings with um with your agents and we had fallen off on that a little bit yeah. it's difficult to do every single week but it's incredibly important and i'm always first to say listen yes it's a coaching experience for the agent but at the end of the day it's loss prevention mm. you know you're doing that to make sure that if you're paying and i'm i'm one-on-one -on -one coaching uh some some other team leads a, across north america that are paying 20 30 40 sometimes per uh, per pay-per-click lead so those are expensive, man. Mm -hmm. And if you're giving your agents between 20 and 30 of those a month, that can get pretty costly to have an agent around that's not producing. And if you're not there checking on those leads, at the very least checking on the leads every single week, you're not, you can't expect to be closing higher than the national average. And we, of course, learned that from Jeff and Omaha's elite real estate group back in the day when they, and they still do have an insanely high closing rate versus the rest of the country. Well, and that goes to one of the things that we learned in focusing more on like the management aspect of things is, uh, you know, you're talking about 30, $40 a lead. Well, we had kind of realized, holy cow, our cost per lead is so low. Yeah. yeah. Like we're paying nothing for our leads. We thought that was a good thing. We thought that was such a good thing. And then we we realized uh, we just have, we're flooding our agents with too many leads. Yeah. And because of that, they're kind of Again, that broker fatigue. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that's what we've, we've called it. We've called it broker fatigue because here in Canada, we everybody's a broker. We're not agents. But, um, but yeah, it's, it was crazy. And I think having the humility and the understanding that we needed to have those regular meetings and we'll get yeah. into why we came to that that uh realization but having the the courage to take a deep dive into your business and really don't just look at the numbers from a face value thing it's very easy to say okay we did we did 150 deals we did 200 deals whatever it is and x amount of percent has come from online leads that's easy but then when you look at the online leads like we did we said okay 
we're spending nothing per lead, uh, a couple of bucks a lead or something like that. Yeah. But what was the quality of those leads? Mm -hmm. And what was the average attempts to turn into a sale? We ended up going through all of that, which was super, super powerful. We, we ended up going through all of that and understanding, okay, these leads that we were buying for two bucks a pop, they were still closing. And the, but they were closing at a really, really low rate. Yeah. And it, on top of that, it would take about twice to three times the call attempts to be able to get the same result as this other lead category that we were buying, still pay-per-click, still Facebook or Google, and significantly more expensive per lead, but about one-third the call attempts and a much higher conversion rate. So I'm like, man, am I really going to stifle my agents and make them jump through all these hoops to get these 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 internet leads closed or am I going to give them the easiest path forward? Well, and it's it's cool to hear uh, in the meetings too because you you hear it coming back yeah. from the agents on the team. They they are the sounding board back. They hold up that mirror and then they tell you afterwards. Like we had uh, Styley come in and say like, when I get this lead and it's got this uh, tag mm -hmm. on the lead, I get up and I get excited. Yeah, because yeah. I know that this is a good lead. Like this has got a really good like. When you're getting that kind of feedback, yeah. But like to what we were saying when we were getting the cheaper leads, we were excited because, yeah, the yeah. leads are cheaper. And you're seeing 30, 40 leads. You're thinking that's great. Yeah. They must really like this. They must be loving the amount of leads they're getting right. in. Meanwhile, people were not yeah. telling us things because they didn't want to tell us the thing that they were really thinking, which was, oh, these leads aren't aren't good. They're yeah. a dime a dozen. Mm -hmm. Right. Which doesn't And promote. everybody, everybody electively said that they would prefer to take half the amount of leads if they were double the quality. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, and there's little things you can do. Um, you know, uh, obviously ERS promotes Boomtown a lot, but uh, there, there are amazing CRMs and I think Boomtown has it as well. But just when you opt in, when they when they squeeze you on that property page or whatever, they've got a secondary thing to further qualify the lead. So mm. you put in your basic information to sign up or create an account on the website, and then it'll flip around and say, okay, tell me a little bit more. And say, what price range are you looking in? Where are you looking? Uh, what's your timeline? All of those qualifying questions that normally you would go through with an LP mama type, type of strategy, uh, all of those are built right in. So anybody who's gonna fill that out, damn. Yeah. Huge. That's a hot lead. So just something like that, if you implement a secondary type of way of scrubbing the lead, I think is so cool to be able to deliver just a higher quality lead. So I think that was one of the main takeaways we had. But um, one of the main things was just the overall organization of the team. It's again, lesson learned through easy times. Yeah. Yeah. Through easy times, the organization kind of falls off a little bit. And you know, it is what it is, but doubling down on getting that back to normal, uh, I think is, is really, really important. And we've credited EOS with that, if anybody wants to talk to that, I think that's super cool. Yeah, I think the the entrepreneurial it was a uh, race to see who yeah. was going <laughs> to first. I left the gap. I was like, "Is Alex going to jump on it?" <laughs> um, but I, I do think that the the organization we do a lot uh, owe a lot of that to the work that Alex actually does, which is why uh, when we were invited to this, I was like, "Well, yeah, we need <laughs> Alex here. She's like our organization, like the backbone." You know, yeah. absolutely we're all so close and we have such a good working relationship and I think that can also be a fault sometimes because we trust each other so yeah. much and I know if I can't do something you will but maybe that's not the best thing because it gets disorganized yeah because who does what I know someone else will do it but is that the best thing yeah I don't know it's yeah in, in, incredible point I think when you're when you're as close as we are as a as a leadership team it does come with certain uh, bad habits that, exactly, that yeah. come into place like for instance 
our meetings always happen at a pub, <laughs> you know, which is awesome. I love that. I wouldn't change that at all. But like making sure that at least you've got an agenda yeah. and you know you need to get through X, Y, or Z things, you know, before the chicken tenders arrive. Exactly. Before <laughs> you can order, there needs to be an order of business. Things need to get done. Exactly. You ha you can have your level 10 at a, at a, at a bar. I was actually sitting down with, uh, with Sam Colby. And she was talking about how, how she runs her level tens and she was running her level level tens at a at a breakfast place. Right. And so I was like, Oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. Yeah. Thank goodness. It's not just us. It's not just us. Yeah, exactly. But it is it is interesting because you can fall into like um because we are closer, uh, we can fall into like a, a, a complaining fest of like, ah, these things aren't working the way we want them to. What's wrong? We gave them 30 leads. They should be happy and they should be working them. Uh, whereas like when you take that moment to go back and say, okay, we're going to focus on the organization. We're going to, I think ERS is great for that too, because it kind of gives you that pathway to go back and say, okay, where do we get lost? And then you can go back and kind of figure out, okay, we've got to come back to here. And we got hundred percent. That's it's whenever I so ERS just recently started selling uh, or offering, I should say, one-on-one -on -one coaching, and yeah. it's been incredible being a part of that, and you as well being a part of that yeah. because we always take it all the way back to the basics, you know, before we get into anything, before we get into the lead gen or lead conversion or recruiting or anything like that. It's like, hold on, what are you about? What are you looking for? What are your core values? All of that EOS stuff, mm -hmm. yeah. we work on that first, that organizational. We need, the, we need the baseline to be a certain level before we can start getting into the nitty gritty. And it's been insane how we've been able to transform so many people's real estate teams and real estate careers through starting from the basics, mm -hmm. starting from, okay, what is your mission? What, what, what is your ideal candidate? How do, you, how do you make sure that everything aligns that you're not being distracted by shiny objects all of that fun, all of that really really baseline stuff getting that nice and tight before moving on to all of the stuff that ERS really teaches which is you know getting those uh, strategic partnerships getting those the cost per lead down as much as possible recruiting as many agents who are willing to work those internet leads and just exploding you know getting that 5x return that we always talk about yeah it's uh, one of our our internal um core values is growth. And I think the, the, um, just learning, mastering through mentorship, right? Mm -hmm. Like learning from mentors and mastering through mentorship, yeah. that's kind of been, uh, great for that aspect of the one-on-ones because it forces you to go back and have to like, okay, when we were at this stage, what did we have to do? Does that still apply to us now? Yeah, it does. Like we can go back and we could do those things. So it's like that side is very nice, but then it's also nice to see the, the path that other people are taking right now too. what's working and what's not working from multiple uh, viewpoints and multiple areas. So you get a really good finger on the pulse of what's happening with real estate across North America yeah. and what's happening with teams across North America. So you have a really good way of being able to help people build on top of what they've already got uh, and maybe even start, yeah. right? Because we do have a lot of people in the program who are starting. Yeah, I, th I think at the, at the very basic of it, it's just if you're organized, you're gonna be, if you're organized and you have a plan, you're gonna be successful. Yeah. If you're flying by the seat of your pants, like most of us have been doing over the last couple of years while it was easy, yeah. it's going to be a rough ride. You know, it's, 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 it's as simple as that to a, to a certain degree. Um, aside from the level 10s, what has been your guys' favorite part of implementing EOS uh, inside of Montreal's Elite Real Estate Group? Yeah, I think for me, it's going back to the seats and making sure we have the right people in the right seats. And we've been very diligent in yeah. doing that. And we, yeah. we thought we had someone who was in the right seat for helping us with social media. 
with both creating content ideas, but then also filming. And then we've been really good at churning those out when we realize, yep. no, that isn't the right people we want. They're not producing the, what we want. They're not giving us the right vibe. They're yep. not connecting with us properly. And we've been really quick to churn that out. Or we've also had agents that we see are stepping up now. Mm-hmm. So we've been putting them in positions to mentor. And yeah. that's been working. So I think we've been really good in really being quick to make decisions lately. Whereas in the past, we've kind of let it go and we've waited. Yes. Yeah. And, and I think that comes back to how often we're meeting and how how mm-hmm. how important those meetings have been and being feedback. able to communicate what's working, what's not working, you know. And yeah, to your point, it's been incredible to see all the all the different people kind of step up. But also it's been great to see the people that can't hack it. Mm-hmm. So exactly. when you when you start increasing the heat on accountability, which is what everybody is probably doing now or is likely planning on doing in the new year, when you increase the heat on accountability, you will have people leave and you will have to have really crappy conversations. And that's... It's not always a bad thing, though. I think for a long no. time, we thought people leaving would yep. really hurt us and realize it's not. Sometimes it really increases the atmosphere and yep. really do some good for the team, whereas we were really scared to let people go for a long time. Yeah, it was it was a small-minded kind of like, uh, what's the, it's not abundance mindset, it's the other. Scarcity. The, yeah, it's a, it's yeah. a mindset of scarcity yeah. when you're constantly worried that, you know, if you lose this producing person or if, uh, you know, that their, their eight deals a year is a huge deal or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, it's not at the end of the day, you know, but you, it's need, a, you need to be looking for eight layers. It, it's a weight and it weighs you down. Yeah. And yeah. if you can get rid of the weight, then you're free. And yeah. people can sense that. that thought like that because we've never lost someone or had to say had someone leave or we asked them to leave that has ever been a negative we've never had the team upset about a loss or anything so I don't, nope. it's funny that we were so long in that mindset yeah because every time someone's left it was not a big deal and if anything it, everyone was happy yep so it's, it's true interesting. yeah I, I yeah i think the the seats is the interesting thing because mm-hmm. we for the longest time it's so easy to get like stuck in your way mm-hmm certain way and then you're like well but if i if i give this person the opportunity and they squander it first of all it's going to piss me off that they squandered it i'm going to be hurt that they squandered the opportunity when you're talking about an opportunity you're saying you're giving an agent on the team an opportunity to step into more of a leadership role yeah gotcha yeah Yeah. and it's like it is it when you're building out something it's your baby and you you really don't want to like you don't want to do anything to hurt it um, but we've been taking those, those, those chances lately since yeah. we've been incorporating mm-hmm. a lot of these new things and it's been brilliant to see people, like you said, either succeed or not succeed and us make the, the adjustments yeah. quicker. And it's, it's huge, the difference that that's making and it's helping build such a great atmosphere. Yeah. People are loving it. Yeah. They're so much happier with it and it's so much more free and light and happy. Yep. Yeah, the atmosphere in the office is crazy. The amount of people that come in now, it's contagious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 100%. It's 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 interesting too going back to the EOS stuff, but just having a mission, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and then breaking down breaking that down into smaller missions across months or years or whatever. And and I said it in our meeting this morning, but our our mission this year was to battle obscurity. You know, mm-hmm. because being a a, a team in a major metropolitan city like like Montreal, it's it can be difficult for people to know who you are, but more importantly, know what you're about. And in this case, we we've been kicking ass at that this year. Yeah. We've met so many so many other agents. Yeah. We put on massive events. We just put on an amazing one to benefit the Montreal Neuro, and that was so much so much fun. Um, and I, I think we've been absolutely successful in that. And I think I, I credit a lot of that to making sure that we're staying goal-oriented and organized yeah. through the implementation of EOS. Yeah. 
doing yep. those rocks and staying true to yep. them. Yep, them rocks though. Yep. <laughs> yeah, having uh, having different objectives that each person has to clear yeah. and has to be able to do. But but I mean, it does give us the opportunity and the confidence to do more too. Yep. Because yeah. like blowing it out of the park with that neuro event was a, a yeah. huge, huge inspiration for the next event that we do. Absolutely. Yeah. And anybody who couldn't, yeah, anyone who couldn't make it, now we have license to reach out to them. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they missed out. They know they missed they out. They got that FOMO. Yeah. They got that FOMO. So the next one, they're not going to want to miss out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm actually excited for you know, the continuation of battling obscurity, which is one of the big things that we're always dealing with inside of our meetings to try to, you know, if people know who you are and they're already excited about being a part of what you're doing, it's much more easy to to recruit them and bring them in. Yeah, it's attraction versus recruiting, right? Yeah, so from the team leader perspective, that's one of the big things that we coach on in ERS with the one-on-ones is you have to stop looking at the business like uh, a real estate agent and start looking at it like a team leader. And the same kinds of problems that you're going to face and troubles that you face as an agent, you face them as a team leader. Yep. You just have to recognize them and then figure out how do you deal with those objections? How do you overcome those those situations? Yeah, it's it's awesome. And we're, we're very blessed. I mean, since we, since our team started, we've sold over a half a billion dollars worth of real estate. So if if you guys are looking to start 2024 with a real estate coach who's going to help your team uh, go from three agents to 20 agents from one agent to 30 agents, whatever your goal may be, we've got a tailored strategy for that with a one-on-one coach, whether that's myself, whether that's John, whether that's one of the other coaches, you can head over to ersdemocall.com. If any of what we talked about today is percolating your mind and you want a little bit more tangible goods to take away, we are running a recruit, train, and retain boot camp from January 29th to February 2nd. So that's going to be virtual. And to sign up for that, you head over to teambuildingbootcamp.com. So once again, that's teambuildingbootcamp.com. And it's going to be an intensive multiple day virtual event where you're going to get all the tools, all the strategies to help you grow your real estate business inside of 2024. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys, to another episode of the Team Building Podcast. Thank you guys for being here with me today. And uh, see you on the next one.